This is Aikido Discussed, your regular weekly Aikido podcast, where we talk about everything that is the martial art of Aikido. I'm Christopher Hine, head instructor at Aikido of Fresno, and with me is Joshua Tiki, assistant instructor at Aikido of Fresno. And Maya Solano Daniel, first Q and student at Aikido of Fresno. All right. There we are. We're back. Yep, it's us. Again for another week of Except no imitations. Aikido conversations. We're really going to do it today. Yeah, we're doing we it. Are, yeah, we're going to start a series. This is a three-part series, because that's how many parts there are of the thing that we're wanting to talk about, that thing being Aikido. Aikido, we're going to talk about that stuff. At least the way Aikido, in, in the way that, that we train it. Um, and so in, the, in our school, there are essentially three sort of segments, three parts of training that we look at. Um, and so we're, we're going to break them down and do one a week for the next three weeks. How exciting. That is exciting. Maya gets to determine which one we're talking yeah, about none, first. Neither Josh nor I know right now which one we're talking about. Yeah, so. Tysa Bucky. All right, okay. that was an interesting choice. I was a swerve. That's not what it was. I didn't see that coming, but in, all right. In the pregame, that one didn't come up as either first <laughs> or last. So I had assumed it was going to be in the middle, but okay. This is what we're All doing. Right. Yeah. Tyson I mean, you, no. shouldn't, I, you shouldn't have let me choose. Yeah. No, she got no. wild. You yeah. know, the second you said you pick, then she's all, I'm going to fuck know. with them. No, so, I honestly just thought of the first one that came. No, to that's mind. great. So uh, maybe just for the sake of uh, ease for this one, um, can we kind of set up what the three are, uh, how Go, they sort of do it? Well, I don't want to do it. Chris, this is oh. Chris's thing. I mean, I, I, guess I, I guess I could do it. Uh, but what they are. And kind of where they sit, like, so Chris for uh, the kids class came up with this really cool thing where he drew a picture of a tree, uh, and then they, I put it up on the. They can see it actually. Oh yeah, yeah, I put it up on the Patreon. Well, there you go. So maybe uh, some people have already looked at it, and then they would understand exactly what we're talking about. Um, but we could use. Anyways, that, go ahead. Sorry, that tree. That tree. Uh, so there's Ike, which is obviously uh, is Ike. Um, I mean, but see, it's funny. I think we're going to hash some stuff out because I think a lot of people call what they call Aiki, we call Tai Sabaki. True. Okay. Uh, so then, so then there's uh, Tai Sabaki and uh, Kumiuchi. Um, and uh, so I'm not going to ruin any future episodes by explaining what the other two are. But Tai Sabaki, let's start there. So in the in the tree picture, was it uh, Tai Sabaki was the roots? Tai mm-hmm. Sabaki is the roots. The yes. Roots. Yeah. Yeah. And then. The trunk is Kumiuchi, and okay. then the, the, the canopy is Aiki. Okay, so maybe this is a good order for us to do it, and then start from yeah, the roots. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. makes sense. Makes good sense. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I really think different Aikido styles really focus on those different pieces, and I think they run with them, you know? Right. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting to me, I wonder, uh, looking at other schools, I mean, do other schools look like have the... I'm sure they have the same concepts, but do they lay them out in kind of in the same way that w- that we do when we're looking at them? Because what I feel is really nice is that in each of these things, there are a series of things that we learn underneath each of a, a series of skill sets. Right. Um, and so it's nice because you know exactly what the skill set you're learning. You know what that's going to be used for. Right. Does that make sense? Right. Um, so there's no vagueness about it, you know. If I'm if I'm learning um, to roll, for example, that's gonna be 
Tai Sabaki. Right. You know, that's right. how I am using my body to deal with force. Right. I almost kind of wonder if we should maybe just do an episode talking about them. I think, did we do one talking about them? I don't know. I don't um, but know. just talking about them before we get into them. But I think we I, we can hit it all right yeah. now, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Tai Sabaki literally just translates as body organizing. Um, that's probably a kind of bad translation, but I don't know of a better translation. How, um, how we move. Yeah. Well, okay. How we move is one third of it. Um but, um, yeah, it, it's how we organize our body to do the work we want to do, whatever that work is. Um, and one third is how we move, and that's ashi sabaki. So that uh, means foot organizing, right? And, and, and meaning how you organize your feet to do something. Um, so movement, essentially. Although it could be standing still, too. Um, and then we have uh, kokuryoku, which is like um, uh, how we make force. And it means like to, to make intelligent or, or clever force, to, to properly make force, I guess would be a good translation. Uh, and then we have um, uh, ukimi, which is how to receive force. So basically the three things that fall into taisabaki are how we move, how we make force, and how we take force. And so in our school, this is uh, sort of the... the the base work, the groundwork. That That's what your first test from on. everything else builds up for. So, yeah. and it makes sense, you know, if you're looking at like the kids' uh, classes, for example, spend a whole lot of time on these things, which I think they should, and I think normal Aikido classes, you know, should also spend a considerable amount of time at the beginning doing this because. Once you have this, all of the other stuff will fall into place. If you don't have this, and I remember when I was learning, you everything gets thrown in, right? Uh -huh. So I'm learning all of the stuff that you're just talking about with the exception of like, you know, ukemi maybe, uh, uh, roles and that kind of stuff. But everything else I'm learning from the forms. Right. Like I'm having to right. pull all right. this stuff out right. of the forms. <laughs> You know, how, how do I take, how do I do a Sugiyashi step, an Ayumiyashi step, a Tenkan? Uh, you know, how do, how do I, how am I taking good Ukimi, like, and that's all from, from the forms. I'm right, from the forms. right. I think that's pretty common in Aikido schools that the forms teach you all the other stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, for us, at least, we have actually pulled all that stuff out and there are the uh, actual, you know, practices that we do just footwork just specifically footwork practices specifically right. um you know ukimi practices and and those kinds of things yeah i guess it's kind of the the abc one two three stuff of aikido that's kind of why i said like how we move i mean that in the most general sense right of like, right right you know just if you look at an on at people on the aikido mat whatever they're doing mm -hmm. they're doing taisabaki stuff mm -hmm. rolling standing moving with somebody like mm -hmm. they're it's all mm -hmm. how we move yeah use your body right right, mm -hmm. right. Um, so yeah. And it, how to move correct, correctly as well as part right. of that, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So it's not just, uh, how, you know, here's a footwork pattern, triangle step or, you know, whatever tank on. Okay. But there's also a quality about that tank on that we have to understand, right? Which is how to be keeping our center together right. and all those things. Right. Um, and so those are all things that we kind of, um, get from in this sort of these practices and again i like the fact that we get them sort of separately from that we can get them separately and then can plug them back into the forms yeah um because i think it makes it so so much easier than trying to explain to someone as they're doing a form like hey you got to keep 
you got to keep your hand and your body connected. Right. I mean, you know, when you learn this way, like, so Haragi, you know, the, the ability basically to keep your hands in front of your center, there's a little more to it than that, but that's a basic core idea. Um, and, and understanding that concept at ninth Q, which is where we started the students, from then on out, if they're missing that, I can say Haragi, and they go, oh. Oh. Right, and, then, and they you know, know exactly across the board. Right. They know exactly what I'm saying. The problem is instead of me having to say, "You need to keep your hands in front of your center." Oh, in this form too. Oh, in this too. And it's like no, it's just the way you move. It's just like, everything. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the real benefit of pulling it all out and putting that into the like, you know, day one ninth cue type stuff. Is that there's you have words to reference things because I feel like that's what's difficult about a lot of Aikido approaches. Is it's just like there's not many words. Where the words aren't agreed, agreed upon or they're in English or they're like, you know, like a long sentence, like keep your hands in front of your center. Like that's mm -hmm. a long thing to mm -hmm. say. So just having a thing that you can refer to, everybody's on the same page about it. And or a lot of times it's stuff that they put into other places, you know. So like Ukimi or even like, you know, the way that we're sort of, we make power um, that's put into like the, the warm ups. You know, mm -hmm. um, and maybe not even really expressed is like, what are we, what are we doing mm -hmm. here? There's mm -hmm. that, you know, nice little cool wave motion flowy thing that everyone does, right? Yeah. That's, there is a, there, that's a thing that you're learning, um, in how, how to make power, but you may never get that. Right. Right. I mean, you may get that cause maybe you're more intelligent than I was or whatever, <laughs> um, but you might not ever get that unless right. until someone sits down and goes like, hey, you know, here we're using our body like a, a wave. Okay, well, why are we doing that? Well, because that's how you make intelligent power. Right. I yeah. don't think it's just you because I feel like in most Aikido, like a lot of Aikido schools do the the waving the arms side to side. And that's what you think it is. It's like, oh, I'm just swinging my arms mm -hmm. back and forth. No, and out. like when you when you're only visually copying your sensei, like, oh, he's doing that. So I'm going to do it. And there's no conversation, which if it's a beginning of class warm-up it's often just follow me do what i do then there's no explanation whatsoever as to why we're swinging our arms like that or that it's not just swinging your arms right. it's moving your power throughout your body right, and your right. arms are swinging as a result and so then you you lose out on that lesson and right. if you don't translate it to the rest of your stuff right. and i think some <clears throat> people probably have a vague idea that that's what that 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 we're learning this is the way that we need to use our body um but making the connection, like you're saying, to the larger lesson of it, that it's like, you know, not just here. Like, this is the thing that we're now going to put into everything that we do. Right, right. I mean, and even, you know, concepts that are like, uh, and I was kind of talking about doing an episode on, on getting stuff. Um, and I think this is one of those things where it's like, you know, when you really start to analyze things, you're like, why do I want to move like a wave? Like what is moving like a wave? And then why is that better? You know, and, and I've spent some classes before with the blackboard being like, well, here's what waves do. And, and here's why it's a good thing to do, you know? Yeah. Well, and I think when you like, if you leave people to their own devices, then they might come up with some weird conclusions. So if you have like- That never happens. <laughs> right. People um, are very smart. But like, so with the wave power thing, right? If you only show them that or you only give them like a brief discussion of that thing, but you don't talk about like Haragi in tandem with that, then like you have an Aikido that like people's arms kind of are all the way outside oh, yeah. their core all and Akimbo. doing all kinds yeah. of wild shit. And, like, there are definitely whole Aikido styles that really look like that. Yeah. Um, and it's just not very um, – uh, 
martially or physically sound. You yeah. know, it's beautiful, I, but... I think actually the thing you're pointing out is a really interesting thing to talk about. Um, the concept of, of Haragi and the concept of Namiryoku, uh, wave power, is because wave power can break the rule of Haragi um, because of what it's doing. And and there are situations where you do want to break the rule of Haragi. Yeah. And so why is Haragi different and what's good about Haragi versus um namiryoku right and right. and like haragi in, in lots of ways in the way most people actually belongs to kimi like still in taisabaki but belongs to kimi because the reason you're doing it that way is so that when force goes into you you're at your strongest when your hands are in front of your right, center you're right, at your strongest right. but when i want to you know like for example if i had a blade in my hand i do want to whip my arm maximum because that gives me maximum reach also gives me maximum speed velocity and, and time on the weapon you know so right so like understanding those concepts and then understanding when's an appropriate time for that and when is not an appropriate time for that is is yeah. really good for you later as you get down the road and you start thinking about things and you're like, oh, I want to do this instead, you know? When I started learning swordsmanship outside of Aikido, I started realizing lots of things broke Aikido rules, but they broke them for a really for, good reason. Yeah. And an Aikido maybe shouldn't have that rule with swordsmanship, you know, like. Yeah, that's, you know. Well, let's um, let's talk about so uh, when we are talking about uh, Tai Sabaki, we we and have already mentioned it, but there's three sort of subsections. So maybe we just can go through each subsection, talk about it and what it is and why it's important and how we train it. Yeah, yeah. I I, I don't know which one to start with. Which one should we start with, my? Which one do you think is the most like foundational? I just thought about that, and I, I realized <laughs> that I realized that you know it, it depends on what angle you're coming from, you know. So yeah. if you were an Aikikai student, I would say that probably uh, uh, Ashi Sabaki is is very prominent, you know. If you are a uh, like key Aikido guy, probably what we call Ukimi, although they wouldn't call Ukimi, is 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 really phenomenal. You know, if you're a modern like. IPATIS, or you'd probably say that, you know, um, uh, Kokiryoku is the, the more important, at least the way we call it, Kokiryoku, you know. Right. Um, so it really kind of depends on what, what it is you think is important. Um, I mean, if someone came into class and they are maybe, like, if zero is, like, just normal body skills and they came in with, like, a negative two yeah. body skills, yeah. what would you I on? usually start with Ukimi, and, and there's a lot of reasons for that. One is that you really can't practice Aikido with another person until you can take some kind of decent Ukimi. Right. And Ukimi will do a lot to organize your body, and as you build Ukimi skill, you'll get a lot of confidence, and that confidence will help you do other things. We may have mentioned it, but uh, can we just do a quick rundown? Like, what is ukemi? Like, that word is where you... Yeah, so uke means uh, to, to, to receive something, and mi is your body. So it's literally to receive something with your body, to take something into your body. Um, and, you know, usually when we hear the word in Aikido... We're talking about rolling, um, but that's really only one aspect. Um, not not rolling, but like falling in yeah, some way. Falling, yeah. um, but that's only one aspect of it. Uh, there's a, another really important aspect, which is the ability to take force and not be moved. That is also, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, um, yeah, that's the, the beginning yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. So like the ability to be unmoved, that's also, you know, like a part of it. Yeah, um, so the things that, that we would be looking at, uh, obviously all of the break falls and the rolls, mm -hmm. um, but then sort of that unmovable body sure any of that movable stuff, stuff is that, yeah that happens yeah it's, any way uh any way that you would be be receiving the force into sure, your body sure. and, and if if we you know we don't do this in aikido but if we if we like uh 
trained to like have hard forearms and hard shins mm-hmm. like some schools right, do, right. you know, that um, be- then that would also be an ukemi, yeah. you know, like any, any time oh. you're receiving something into your body, that's ukemi. Basically the, the basic skills you're going to need to, um, provide a, um, a situation for the nage to practice their technique. Sort of. Like just the basic. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, stuff. I think, I think the way you're saying that's a little bit tricky, um, uh-huh. because it's, it doesn't, what, the reason I think it's important is because it's enabling you to not get terribly hurt while doing aikido with someone else right Right, yeah um and so like as you get into like what you provide for them that kind of gets in kumiuchi and that's another another one that makes sense but um you know the details of that are a little different right yeah how to then how to protect yourself right right from the technique getting a technique done to you it's exactly what it says it's like how do you receive the force right yeah like how do you take the force into your body and what you do with it is a is another thing, right. you know. But yeah, right. And I think you know this. Uh, uh, I had I've thought this before, but uh, Yuli Simgu was talking uh, about this. I don't know on maybe the the conference we did or something. And I was like, I was like, you know, this is something I I really want to talk about more, which is like that. You know, we see ukimi as being like a facilitating thing. Like because I can take ukimi, I can allow you to train, but. It's also like a life-saving survival thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah that's oh, yeah. True. And it's like if yeah. you're facing people who are bigger, stronger, and better than you, guess what you're going to have to do a lot of? Right. Like get knocked right. around. Right. You we know? take that for granted well, because it's like we're so focused on training right. the Aikido skill set that we forget that like protecting yourself is part of the Aikido skill right. set. Well, and, <laughs> right. And we uh, have talked about this on the podcast before, but no people who uh, hit by a car, oh, yeah. rolled, survived. Yeah. You know, um, anytime slipping coming down the stairs slip doing meeting the ground in a way that's not putting your arm out where you break your your wrist that's 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 the stuff that that we're learning about so and i think a lot of times when people say that it's kind of tongue-in-cheek but but it's like no really if they're bigger and stronger and better than you you're gonna get knocked around and so how do you how do you deal with that and it really makes sense as to why ukimi is such a practice thing and Mm -hmm. and it's also the one skill set that when i was doing uh, mixed martial arts everyone's like oh you did aikido you're gonna be fine yeah like just meaning that you can take the falls and stuff like that we don't have to worry about that you 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 can punch for shit and you can't wrestle but but. (laughs) well and we've seen i mean i've seen a a number of times when we're doing uh like a more advanced jiawaza pushing up into a rondori um and someone gets pushed harder than they were expecting almost always they're able to uh take that force into a roll dissipate it and be fine and get up you know where uh other people i think would get yeah, destroyed more, yeah. you know either either the force is coming in um harder than they thought or it's unexpected it's coming from an angle that they're not expecting or it's coming from you know uh it's it's coming at a timing that they're not expecting and most people what do you do you feel the force you fight uh, instantly fight back against it stiffen up that's how you get knocked on your ass right. um if you've done any sort of a chemi- you understand I'm, how to take I, that i'm you know? pleased and 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 often surprised by how often we'll have a nage doing rondori with multiple attackers and they'll get knocked off because there's multiple attackers what are you gonna do and they take beautiful rolls and it's like they were completely not expecting to take any ukimi but it's just it's ingrained right you know this is a side thing but um it'd be interesting to see and i'm sure we'll have lots of data coming up here um but uh older people who have done aikido like on a like larger scale like because 
old people tend to fall and get really hurt from it. If there has is a ability for them to not get hurt by their falls as they get older, right. you know, falling in the house or whatever, because mm-hmm. they're they have their Aikido skill. Mm-hmm. It'd be yeah, interesting to see. I'll, I'll give you the report. Yeah, soon. give me the report. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. let me know. In a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks. Shit. <laughs> I think there's. It's a... more dire than I thought. I think there's also this interesting thing that I've noticed about. Uh, like ukemi and, and taking force and understanding like force is you know a lot of times just by understanding uh how to move with the force you can take what would be a solid shot a solid push and turn it into uh, a glance oh yeah something that yeah. just sort of rolls off of you um so you don't even get put in the onto the mat because right. as that as it's coming in you're able to sort of not move out of the way, but move with, take the force in such a way that redirects it and allows you to sort of remain standing, you know? Right. And I've, I've had that happen a lot and, and it, it's awesome. You know, it's like I did get pushed, but the push didn't affect me in the way that it should have because I under, I, I understood. It right. Really you could it. receive it. Yeah. That's actually one of the things that when, uh, I do martial arts with Josh that I'm most impressed by is like his ability to do just that, which is like take force and not let it destroy him or crumple right. him or he's able to move through it. or Fast even... and light. What is it? Fast <laughs> quick, and quick and light. light. Yeah. <laughs> it helps that he's, you know, 120 pounds or whatever, but pshoom. <laughs> pshoom. Yeah. Um, okay. So that's, uh, ooh, Kimmy, anything else about like any like hit, like major? No, I mean, I think I mean, that's, that's the... it's pretty, that's it's kind of self-explanatory yeah. in, you know, in a lot of ways. Um, Ashu Sabaki. Yeah, so that's a foot and leg organization. Um, yeah, it's it's our movement skills, and uh, you know, there's there's really a, a very. I, I've spent personally a lot, a lot of time working on footwork because it's something that I feel like everyone says, oh, it's very key to Aikido and very key to martial arts, and then. When they start talking about it, the explanations are very, very rudimentary. And there's just kind of this like, oh, you'll get it. Um, but there's a lot to think about when you move, you know. And, and I've spent time studying uh, running gates and studying um, different kinds of sport movement and and uh, why you would prefer one kind of movement over another. And um, and so so any of that stuff falls into um, Ashi Sabaki. And that starts from... Uh, hanmi, which is the way we stand, uh, uh, ropu no kamai is really a better thing to call it, and we can get into that if you want. Um, and, and then like how we, we begin to work hanmi from that. And then um, uh, how we move forward on the right foot or on the forward foot, on the back foot, how we turn, how we combination step, um, and then where our weight is sitting and how we land uh, and all that yeah. is included in that. It's interesting, and I think you're right, like um... – everyone talks about how footwork is important. Um, and I don't know if a lot of people really like really spend quality time honing footwork because, uh, it's, it's in one sense, it's, it's boring, you know, if you're not really focused on it. Um, because it's like, yeah, I know how to, I, there's a sliding step and a, a passing step, essentially, you right. know? Um, and then there's my Tenkan, Arimi Tenkan, Iri, you know, the things that people know. Um, but to get those really, really, really smooth, you know, just to be able to uh, have your weight set on the forward foot and make a, a, a sliding step 
without any preparatory action off of your front or back foot, that in itself is amazingly difficult. Right. Um, You know, to to be able to to take a, a passing step without first resetting your front foot. Right, right. Be, you know, any of those things. And so if you really want to, you can get deep, deep, yeah. deep into that stuff. And I think that it's 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 important because what when you're not stressed out, it's fine. You can move like whatever and you could probably do everything that you need to do and even make really nice quick tank on movements and whatever when you the minute you're stressed out, yeah. things yeah. go bad and if you don't have that trained in, you will make weird, stupid yeah. things. I don't know uh, how many of our listeners have, have experienced this. I had experienced this several times and wanted to know what the hell was going on, which which really caused a lot of my interest in studying this was, um, you know, if you've ever been freaked out and had to move fast and felt like you were stuck, stuck in, in quicksand, quicksand yeah. you know, like just like like you can't move your feet fast enough to go where you want. And why is that? And it's because what, what Josh is basically talking about right now, which is preparatory action, which means we... Um, um, we prep the, the the foot that's already loaded, and that's a waste of time. And so what really happens a lot of times when you get freaked out is you start prepping a foot that doesn't need to be prepped. and Like a little extra stutter step. Yeah, or it's a little, stutter yeah. step or a weird toe movement, like right. all sorts of right. weird stuff, you know? Yeah, and what you should be studying in Aikido is how to stand in a way in Ropa no Kamai that um, allows you to immediately move off of the forward foot, back foot, and turn without any other action, without any kind of little toe movement or anything else and and if you really spend time working on that you will find that a super challenging practice yeah essentially streamlining all of your yes that's what you want as efficient as humanly possible yeah Yeah. we do a a thing that's uh uh where you know we uh the instructor will have a set of sticks that they'll click together and one click will be a forward like a sliding step two clicks will be a passing step and then as that's happening, they'll yeah, you know, they'll say Tenkan, and we Tenkan, you know, um, and being able to do that, uh, so it starts slow, builds. Being able to do it slow, one thing. Being like, I don't think there's anyone, even people I've been doing it a long time. At a certain point, it's almost impossible to do correctly and well you right, know right once it gets going fast enough and like you're you, having that mind body connection and then also keeping yourself uh keeping yourself in the right position and and everything i mean it's just really 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 difficult right you that's know? a really fun practice especially if you're wanting to like, work on being in a flow state with stuff is like it's but great. isn't it like the most mind so it's the easiest thing physically right you're doing four or five different things but it's mind taxing. Like oh, it is very, so yeah. taxing of the mind. Um, and I feel like a lot of the, uh, the this stuff is, is that way, even mm-hmm. though it's mm-hmm. a body movement thing, but you have to, to go through the it mind. It has to go through the mind. And so getting those two connected is really. Uh, I think that actually yeah. would be a, a really good podcast episode too, is like how something gets through the mind, you know, and in talking. And we'll talk about that, I guess, when we get into the IQ section. But it, it's a really interesting study. Um, and then uh, what's the uh, what's the last one? Kokuryoku. Kokuryoku. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which means what? What's I mean? There's a simple kind of. Well, I don't know if it's educated force, clever force, skilled force, skilled force. It's the way. So the way that we 
uh, wield our force or the way we make force yeah, natural to, force to yeah give, yeah to give to other people yeah calm force yeah um yeah hard hard words to um it's yeah. the way we way, the way that we're going to use our body to make force right yeah, yeah at yeah, something yeah, yeah, else yeah. or yeah and uh, yeah um and so that's basically we want to be able to have a unified body um, and that's kind of the Hadagi stuff that Maya's talking about. And we also want to be able to um, move from the larger muscle groups out. And that's the, the Namidioku, the, the um, wave power. Wave, wave wave power. power. Um, and so, like, you know, this is, this is what I think. Um, I think, you know, IPITS people, I think this is what they're really interested in. I think this is, you know, this like um, power, biomechanical, um, yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Sorry. That's what that means. Yeah. But um, I think that's what they're really interested in, you know. And um, to me, it, uh, to me, it, it, um, it really, I, I had, like everyone else, I, I remember at one point thinking, you know, like maybe that power is limitless or something, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, and, and so like, oh, you know, like you could have a Spider-Man or something, <laughs> right? Ultimate you know? power. Um, and it took me like- Maybe a, it is. Like a lot of time working through that stuff and kind of breaking it down and, and understanding what it was. And and through that, you learn the most efficient way to make force, but, but you also can quickly see the limitations right, of right. that force, yeah, you yeah. know? Um, it, it and so only, it's the study it, yeah. of that. It only is is, is uh, powerful as you are powerful, right? Right. Yes. You know, like right. I mean, yeah. Right. And there's a definite huge limitations to right. that. Yeah. Right. Um, and so in that, I mean, we talked about the main two. Is there any other like sort of uh, things that we we look at when we're when we're doing those? Because I think it's just those yes, really it's, kind it's, of those main, yeah. you know, hadagi um, and how to really work on that, um, and then the the wave power stuff yeah um what are the i was just gonna say it's it can be really exciting to go down that rabbit hole not that it's like a super huge rabbit hole but like it is a rabbit hole in the sense that like you know if you're only used to creating power in certain kinds of ways and not maximizing your body's ability to create power then like Mm -hmm. there is discoveries to be made there mm-hmm. in terms oh, of like you know ways to align your body that really use the structure of your body to 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 maximum to maximize yeah. your power right right and that can be really um th- i think that is really exciting to a lot of people in the aikido community yeah and, and the the thing i think that's really tricky about it is you know if you meet someone who's good at, at doing that stuff you think they have more power than they really have because your system's only what your system is, you know? So, so you make that out to be a lot of times more than it really is, you know? And, and I think the important thing to understand about that is, you know, we only have one way to make power and that's muscular force, right? So like muscles contracting are the only way you can make movement. You, you know, if you had zero muscles, you would just lay as a blob on the ground. You couldn't breathe. Your life wouldn't be very long. Your eyes couldn't move. You couldn't, couldn't do anything. Can't swallow nothing because muscular contraction is it. And muscles only contract, like they don't expand, you know? So like, so it's a really, really limited system. And then that gets augmented by two other things that when done uh, with some ukemi stuff um, really become interesting because we can 
can also store force in our elastic tissue. So our ligaments and, and our muscular tissue, we can store force in there, kind of like um, like if you pull a bow back, you mm-hmm. know, yeah, you know like you're storing force in that, like right, a, like a yeah. spring. Tension, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then also every time you get up in the morning, you store force. You don't realize it, but gravity's pulling you down all day. And so if you suddenly release that gravity, there's more stored force. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. muscular force is the only way you make force. So the biggest, strongest muscles, that is the strongest person. But then there's two major ways they can store force that's kind of tricky the stored force understand is never greater than the actual force you can never store more force in your body than you can make sure. because if you could then you couldn't set right, the right, force right, 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 you know right, so right. like you know if if you had a really powerful bow that you couldn't pull back you could never store force right, because in you the could bow. never pull it back right right, right. got it that makes sense right um, and, and, and gravity is the same way, you know, like there's no extra special way to use gravity. You just get how much you have. So if yeah. you weigh 200 pounds, you get that much, right? Like that's just the way it is. It, but when we augment that stuff with ukimi things, right, which is like how I can align myself in a way to you that makes you weaker, I can seem doubly strong. Right, right. Right. And so that's, I think sometimes that stuff gets really confusing and it's useful. It's all super useful stuff, but it's like, it gets confusing because we think like, oh, those guys are going to be able to lift cars. And it's like, well, they can't unless they're the world's strongmen, you know, right. like strongmen sure. can yeah. lift cars, right. but that's because they have more muscular force. There's no hack. There's no right. hack around right. that. There's just ways that make it seem deceiving. Right. And when you, when you use that against another person's system, it seems very surprising. And those, uh, world's strongest men are doing the same things that we're doing. Oh yeah. To oh, get yeah. what you know. Yeah. I mean right. here's they're, another they're thing. They're not using any any special like whatever. They're yeah. doing the same thing that we're doing. Yeah. Uh, here's another thing you know that I think is, you know, upsetting to a lot of people who study Aikido or or any kind of martial art, you know, we are way behind what say the NFL's doing or any any professional athletics society you know like those people know way more about athleticism than we do and you know you'll hear people say stuff like oh you know well they bring in coaches to talk to the 1969 red sox team to you know you hear stuff like this right and it's like yeah they did that because they want to try everything and they found out it didn't work and so that's why that guy didn't get hired the next year because there wasn't anything special they were doing you know like in martial arts we think we have the corner on some kind of magical market we don't and we don't Martial artists are really bad athletes, you know, so like even Ooh, even that's a hard pill yeah. for people to swallow. Even when you <laughs> even when you start to look at like MMA and, and we're getting some pretty, pretty good athletes out there. Those guys are nothing compared to the guys who are making, you know, multi-million dollar contracts like those guys are, are super athletes right. and the money getting put into those guys is way greater and and, and the money say, equals when you say better athletes you're not saying raw muscular force or like you know the raw talent that stuff you're talking about the skills the study the like um athleticism the, the, the learned right part. yeah this is a hard thing to talk about but like athleticism is a like it's an intelligence right. it's, it's like an area of study right right but, but yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah like all of that stuff like um, the the people so so these all feed each other right so like right. the money feeds the attraction of the most athletic people right. that also attracts the people who are best coaches for that the best coaches work with the best athletes and see previously conceived limitations and push past them with people who can do things that the previous people couldn't do 
And so right. these are all feeding each other, you know, like always, always feeding each other. But right. athleticism is an intelligence. It's like, um, you know, so I think a lot of people who don't understand anything, they, they've, they've been with like some high school football players and they think that like the strongest guy is the best. And so then when they hear about something like martial arts, they say, oh, you know, this is refined stuff. Well, multiply that by about 10,000 and you'll get what you're looking at in, in paid athletics, you know, professional athleticism. Right. Because you just have a, um, like a breeding grounds for the best ideas and the best attempts, you know, and like the stuff they're doing is nuts, you know. Yeah, you see that a lot. Like, uh, I don't know if you watch any of the video of like uh, video of people who do like the American Ninja Warrior kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Because there's a lot of money and like and even it's not money but there's a lot of interest what interest being paid right. to that right now right and so some of the stuff they're doing is insane but it's because there's the interest in it and there's people who are who are willing to try those things you know and it's the same yeah with anything like right. as the interest right. grows you know skateboarding's the same way like the stuff they're doing with skateboarding now is ridiculous compared to what it was in in the 80s and the guys who are coming at it now uh, the professionals, they're athletes. Like they yes. are legitimate yes. athletes, yes. Um, not just skate due to skateboard and like whatever. Um, and they're they're getting you know they're in the gym doing you know weights and whatever right. else they need to uh, along with right out on the streets and and that kind of stuff. So yeah, I think yeah. So it's like I think people think that like the potential is going like with each generation of people that like, get better and better at, mm -hmm. at football or whatever, mm -hmm. they think that, that that they have higher potential than the people of the last generation. And the potential's the same, but it's reaching that potential that's right. gotten that's exactly easier right. and better. That's exactly right. right. And, you know, a lot of that just comes from um, people having the money to dedicate their entire life to nothing but that pursuit. You know, right. if you look at, like, the early, early Olympics, it's like most of those people had a serious job where right, they worked 12 right. hours a day and they somehow were such a badass that right, they also right. could get in some training and then, you know, f afford somehow to fly to freaking wherever, wherever they yeah. went and, and do stuff, you know. And so like nowadays it's like much easier because – and most athletes, you know, and, and I guess I'm just saying a lot of – not politically correct things right now but but like you know most of these super athletes they come from families who could afford to start putting them into yeah. athletic when, education right, right. very very early on and so I, I well and we got past and, the topic. well no but when you bring it back to the topic when we're when we're talking about you know making power um we also have to 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 say that in aikido that what we're talking about uh doesn't exist like no one's spending their time oh, in no. this part of aikido to to get better at this thing necessarily no. you know the the the, the so. generation that had a, a chance to do that mostly um didn't do right. that so yeah i think too like so uh, this seems to be a common question on the aikido reddit or you know people were places where people ask like q a type questions about aikido um is will i get stronger by doing aikido yeah. will i get more fit and I think that's an interesting question because, and, and a lot of people generally answer like, well, as a side effect, maybe, like you may, might develop some new muscle and stuff, but the practice of Aikido has very little to do yeah, with yeah. how muscular you are, or, yeah. um, which can be confusing when we're talking about making power because we're like, well, muscle makes power, right? But we're generally talking about the part that is 
outside of the muscular part, which is like the way that you arrange yourself in, in uh, relation to another person and the kind of like angles that you use and the, the body alignment and that stuff. Well, you know we're talking I mean? about maximizing the potential of whatever it is that you have. Right. That's what I mean. It's like, you're not growing. Um, you're, you're not necessarily focusing on, you know, getting growing bigger muscles or something, but whatever muscles you have, it's you're building on to top able, of that. It's, Yes, it's using those to their highest potential. Right, exactly. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I said that well, but... Potentially. Right. Potentially, right. yeah, potentially. <laughs> it's not, that's not actually what's happening right now, but that, that that's is... That's the idea. That's the ideal. It's... Right, yeah. that's the idea. It's just, it's just a, this is a ridiculous thing to talk about, but like, but, but, but well, because... And it's off the, it, it, it's, uh, it's both on and off topic. Yeah. You know what well, I'm saying? Yeah. Like, in some ways, I feel like it, it it's off topic, but... It is on topic because um, it is a piece of Aikido that that generally, I think, in a lot of ways gets overlooked. I believe Aikido is a system that uh, will take you wherever you're at and work with whatever you have. Um, because Aikido is mostly not about physicality. Like, yeah. Aiki is, is you know, energetic um, accord, not physical accord. Um, although physical accord is an extension of that. And... The more you're talking about being physical, the more physically fit one has to be. So the more physical a thing becomes, there's no way around being physical. If you are the kind of person who wants to be physical and engages in heavy physical activity, you will become more fit. That's not necessarily a part of Aikido. Like right. Aikido suggestion. So look, if you study Gojuryu, um, hard hard style, well, hard soft style, uh, Karate, you're going to get hard shins. Now, you're going to get hard shins because you're going to kick the shit out of things. You're going to get Coke bottles and roll them up and down your shins. That's a part of the practice because if you don't have hard shins, you don't have goju to you. You know, like you don't, you know, hard elbows, hard hands, hard whatever. Aikido, you don't have to have physical anything, right? Like, because the idea is not for it to be physical. Now, what I'm not saying, I'm not saying that's a magic trick where someone physically is going to get a hold of you and you're going to levitate away. What I'm saying is you're trying to solve things in a non-physical way. But if it gets physical, you have to be physical. If you want to be physical, you have to practice physical endeavor. Um, you can do some of that through Aikido for sure. Like, you know, the more you do Rondori, the more you're, uh, you'll get more physically fit. But that's not a... It's not a prerequisite yeah. or or something you're guaranteed to get from. It's IQ. weird. It's a tricky little wicket here because in one one respect, I want to say like, of course, you have to be like, you have to, you need to be physical to do Aikido because um, it is a movement art. I mean, it just is, but it's also not. <laughs> so like, I want to say that, but at the same time, I know that like, uh, but that's not. It's also not true, you know. I mean, yeah, I, I think Does that he, makes sense? to me, it's it's like, you know, if you look at O Sensei and, and the way he solved problems later in life, he was no longer right. solving them physically right. he, because yeah. he was old. Yeah. Um, now, he still prized being athletic and he's a guy who was athletic his entire life. And he was a guy who at 70 could still hop down on one knee and jump up and spin around. I mean, we can see videos of it. You know, he was an athletic dude. Um, but... Nonetheless, he knows that he is physically no match for a young person. So he no longer solved problems that way. Right. Uh, and in such, uh, training for those things would not be happening in Taisabaki. 
Right. Like, so, so, um, when we're talking about that, um, you got to kind of pull out for a second here. So, you know, there's three areas of training. There is one area that trains, that is the actual training methodologies. And that's, uh, uh, Rinshu and Rinshu just means to train something, right? To repeatedly train something. So Rinshu is like how we do, how we get good at those things, right? So that could be through katas or drills or whatever, right? Inside of Rinshu is Junon Taiso, which is physical conditioning. Yeah. Um, now, that is not um, a core of Aikido, right? So, I mean, there's no, there's no unified system of that through Aikido, right? Um, different teachers teach different things. Some have zero just about, yeah. right? Some right. have a fair amount. I mean, like if you train with me, you get a fair amount of that, right? So, But I also I'm thinking that like the... If we're looking at our three parts, um, Tai Sabaki isn't necessarily going to be teaching you problem, uh, the the ideas of problem solving those things non-physically. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. It's giving you the basics of how to... It is the, uh, what is it? The, the roots of the tree not the right it's not the it's it's not the trunk or the you know the so can. like i don't know if this will help or not but say i showed you how to curl a a weight you are now not strong <laughs> but you do know how to curl a weight and right. you know that if you do rinse with that if you repeatedly do that you will get strong um and so like any activity right i, I show you how to do sugiyashi if you do it repeatedly, you will get faster and better. And you will get faster and better because of efficiency, but also because your legs will get stronger and your neurons will fire quicker. And, you yeah. know, like, it's, it's a tricky, like, when we're talking about this, so this is important to understand that, like, knowing something is not having something right right, right? it's just right. and so so like that's why i'm that's why i'm talking about rinshu is because then there's the process of of, of actually putting it in you right right. right right yeah you can understand hadagi all you want right but right until you can't do hadagi until you do it right a whole right. bunch right and right. i think that is a good point and maybe something that, that that needs to also be you know is a good point to make it's it's like um we have our three sections and with e in each of those there is the work to be done, you know. Yes. Um, it is not the work in itself, uh, you know. Yes. So. Yes. And, and you know, to me, any physicality you get from Aikido is going to be a byproduct. What is it going to be skewed towards? Well, you know, and what I mean by that is like, you know, if you said, hey, if you do track, will you get fit? And most people would say yes. But the kind of track you do depends on the right. kind of fit you'll get. Right. So if you throw shot put, You're you could be a big, fat, right. slow right. dude, right. but strong as F, you know? Right. Like, um, and that's different than right. if you're a distance runner. Exactly right. Or a sprinter a or a – Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so, so that, you know, like how – you know, a better question would be in what ways could Aikido make you more fit and will make you a better move, mover? You know, like that—that that right. is true. It will—it will make you more agile, and it will make you quicker in short bursts. You know, but that's if you train that. Yeah. Like right. All right. Well, uh, what else is there? Anything else about the uh, this little uh, little piece of the the puzzle? And then uh, in the upcoming weeks, we'll start putting in the other two. Um, I don't know. I was just gonna add. I mean, I think I feel like we've talked about this before, but okay. just that, like. Um, uh, 
Tai Sabaki is um, the 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 roots, and so that's something that we learn first and foremost, and then it's kind of like we tune it up as we go along. Mm-hmm. That's but, right. But it's mostly that first chunk, like through like seventh cue maybe we're already mostly through all that material yeah yeah i mean you really get the vast majority of it through in ninth cue your very first test you get a giant chunk of it yeah and then i think it's important to to note though like yeah so you get all of it but then like you're saying the the there is the the once you have it you have to train it you have to and that continues throughout the whole thing right and so this was going to be my next question i think there is an answer that i have but um you know of the three components is there any way to determine which is the the most like most important um because it seems to me like that that they feed each other and they can't exist without the other. Aiki, Aiki, and it look, and so I, I think Aiki can um, exist oh, without okay. the other. Yeah, yeah. Um, be, and and that is what the art's named after, and that's what it's about, you know. And and uh, you know, I think when some people hear the word Aiki, it's it's really gone through some arguments in the last twenty years, you know. But like when we say the word Aiki, we're talking about how you make an energetic interaction with another person. So another person wants to do something to you, and you make an energetic interaction. If you understand Aiki, you don't, need you don't have yeah. to do anything yeah. else, right? If you've mastered Aiki, you don't need to do anything else. Here's the question, though. Can you understand Aiki? Can you come to an understanding of Aiki without doing the other things that would then need that training? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, so if I could matrix plug Aiki into my head, cool, I would never have to do anything else. But the only way to get there otherwise is to do do the training, which involves me doing the other things. Right, right. Um, yeah. So I think you have to do something. So I, I'm trying to remember. I think it was Abe. I can't remember which student it was, but I think it was Abe, um, who uh, Yoshiba gave an Aikido certificate to, like, right mm-hmm. off because um, he was a calligrapher. And Yoshiba was like, you understand you Aiki right now. Uh-huh. You understand it. So like you can already teach this art. You already know this art. And, Whoa. you know, different people were kind of like, what? what like the there's no Aikido or doesn't, yeah. you know, like, um, but, but the thing is that it's like what Aiki is, is, is detached from all the rest of it. So I don't know if I told the story the other day, but um, I was thinking about it. it so there was a, I watched this documentary on yoga and this guy wanted to figure out what yoga was and like how yoga transcends you, you know, like enlightens you or whatever. And so he was going all these different people and then he went to this yogi guy in Hawaii or something and he was some guru guy and he was a real down to earth dude. And he's asking him, he's like, he's like, so, you know, the asana, the little postures and stuff they do. He's like, so, so how does this make me enlightened? And the guy said, I don't know. And he was like, the yogi said that? yeah, the yogi said that. And he's like, what do you mean? You don't know. And he's like, he's like, it doesn't really have anything to do with becoming enlightened. And he's like, why do we do it? He's like, what else are we going to do? <laughs> right. And it, it, it's like, it's like, that's the truth of it is that like, Ike about making this energetic interaction. And that really is detached. Yeah. I mean, you could learn it from you all kinds any, of things. Yeah, lots sure. of different ways. Yeah, Most yeah, yeah. people do it all the time. Right, and they don't right, realize they right. do it all Most the time. Most people are. Yeah, no, I mean, that's a good point. Yeah. Right. And, it's and just, it doesn't matter how you, it doesn't necessarily matter how you get it. Right. And if we you have, choose to get it through the dough. Right. Right. But, and if you have no, if you, if you think there's something out there and you don't know what it is, Aikido might be a good practice to get into to figure out what it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know yeah interesting okay 
Well, how are we looking on our time, though? Uh, oh, yeah, we're past 51 minutes. Whoa! <laughs> I'm often uh, just shocked by how uh, much time has passed, uh, and it seems like not a whole lot. Just you know? chatting it up over chatting here. Just chatting it up, a bunch of chatty Cathy's. So let's go ahead and thank our patrons uh, for everything that they do to make this uh, thing uh, happen. I will say that if any of you who are listening uh, have an idea for an upcoming podcast or anything that you would like to uh, hear us talk about or comments on things that we have talked about that you thought were good, bad, or otherwise, please feel free to reach out. We are very available uh, and tend to i don't not me personally but between chris and maya i feel like people respond yeah <laughs> i say that because i don't i don't so i know i don't want to say that like yes we respond and then you guys are like no we don't but no i, I try to respond good. sometimes i miss them but yeah because you know we're all yeah busy, i would say if you're, you're you're messaging our, our group it, the the uh facebook page or whatever it's about 70% yeah. Chris, 30% me, and 0% yeah. Josh. Yeah, if it's Patreon, it's 100% me. Typically, yeah. uh, it gets, uh, I, I at some point, I hear about it. It's true. Yeah. Patreon's probably the slowest way to contact us, because I usually only look at it like once a week yeah. when I when, when I put up the new stuff. Um, then the, the Facebooks yeah. look at pretty regularly. All right, patrons. Thank you so much to our podcast listeners. They are Matt Whalen, The Dirt Wasp Podcast, Chris Protecto of Ducks Comouth, Jay Mysterio, Nick Whitebelt Bullman, Brad V, Yarrow, You Suck the Christmas Poo Poo Madrona, El Terrible, Brooke Ferragamo, Ben Gold Gorilla Eldritch, Tommy Siv, Francis Cordone, Scott Burns, Dave Dewberry, Sension Center, Barrett Lippy, Sam Sulian, Michael Heed, Akon Ayrton, Marchand Schist, Randy Stewart, Thomas Polino, Hillary Jones, Constantinos Andrew, Franz Martinson, Yuli Simgu, Brian Crowley, Lisa Klein, Sharon Okada, Christopher Acido, Matt Mumford, Jim, My Karma Ran Over Your Dogma, <laughs> Gallant, Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> Matt Riley, Jim Iron Monkey Sullivan, Grant Hey Hey Were the Capuchins, Templin, uh, and Lenny, Lenny Acuna. Hey, oh, we're the capuchins. People say we capuchin around. Monkeys? Yeah. yeah. Monkeys, man. Yeah. Oh, that is... That's good. Uh, see, that is why we love our patrons. Yeah, they're wonderful. Because then uh, at the end of every podcast... At, at least, as we're reading the names, there's at least one sort of laughter, smiling, face hurt kind of moment. It's pretty good. I love yeah, that. It's pretty good. So, um, Okay, uh, tip of the week? Yes. Um, two of them. Oh. Uh, one, practice your footwork. Go do it now because you should. Yeah. And then two, um, if you want some homework, then um, whatever, because everyone's studying different branch of Aikido, so I don't know what you're branch looks like but whatever your equivalent of the tai sabaki is um sit down with it and go like what are the different pieces of it how does that you know how do we talk about it um how do we break it up and what are you know uh the different categories of that and yeah. you know what practices fall under that i'm curious a lot of times because you know like i've gone through um all of the first well not all of all of the english language commonly available um first student uh first students books you know and uh i'm often surprised when i look through like how thorough their breakdowns are versus 
like um what seems to be regularly taught in the schools that I've seen. Oh, you know what I'm saying? So that, it like, seems like even from there it got things got kind of yeah, like, mishmash. And, and I know this from myself that like it's hard because a lot of times you're like, okay, people need this thing. And then it's hard to teach that all the time, you know? And so it's yeah. like, well, yeah. we don't really teach that that much, you know? And and this last, you know, breakdown I did of it, um, I really tried to make it, what do I teach and what order does that need to be in, mm-hmm. you know? like mm-hmm. it's more um, streamlined. Yeah, but it's still hard, you know, yeah. to get all the little individual pieces in. But I mean, I'm, I'm often interested, like, how much... If you looked at, you know, say if you were, if you're an Aikikai student and you looked at the old books of Aikikai, how much of that stuff do you know versus how much is just kind of glazed over and you, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. I imagine too, teachers teach what they're interested in. And so it's like they take a piece and then they teach that big piece with some smaller pieces to their students and their students take a piece of that piece and it's like it gets. It's hard. It's real hard. hard. Yeah. Those were good. Those were good tips. And I agree. Thank you. I was going to say, uh. If if people are like me, uh, they they will have no trouble working on the footwork things because I'm just always like finding myself doing tank on and mean just randomly throughout my day, <laughs> like just oh here's an arimi like whatever. So that's how you get the good footwork, folks. That's true. That's from Josh hashtag thin and light tea. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it then. Yeah. Yeah. Let's until next week. All right. Till next week.